Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's a great Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello and welcome to another episode of Syndicate. I'm your host, Armand Haddad. This season, we are exploring the cinematic adaptations from beloved stories. For today, we are looking at an anime adaptation of the techno-thriller Paprika. But before we take a step into the dream world, I am joined by a returning guest, the comedian and host of The Sim Show. Please welcome back, Simone Salas. Hey, Armand. Thank you. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for you. Yeah, for I think you. the last time you were on was, was a Promising Young Woman? I think, yeah, it was the Valentine episode in your Twisted Choice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just want to keep you on your toes. (laughs) But before we jump into today's discussion, since this was your recommendation, Simone, Mm -hmm. how did you first encounter this movie, Paprika by Satoshi Kon? I was in high school, and uh, when I was about... Well, actually, I wasn't in high school. I was at the first year of college. and um, But I remember knowing about this movie since I was in high school. And I think I was getting interested more in anime, of course, that's the age. And I just finished watching um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I was actually working to do some voice acting, the Italian version of some anime. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it just ended up on my radar and I watched it and I loved it since it came out. Nice. So you told me off air that your husband, Justin... Mm-hmm. lived in japan for what was it 10 years about so yeah so did your love for anime come before <laughs> or after meeting him <laughs> well uh we met about uh four or five years ago and i am 34 so it definitely came before however you know it was more the teenager anime phase and at the time there wasn't streaming mm-hmm. but recently i've been watching more 
and not just movie, not not just studio Ghibli, mm-hmm. not just long form anime, but even shorter and quirkier ones. I'm not interested in the classic stories or the high school story of this or that. I'm not watching anime to escape to a lost uh, <laughs> adolescence. <laughs> I, I'm more interested in, in the experimentation that you see in some. Mm. And Paprika is definitely super experimental, as you have seen, especially for the age and what it was made. Yes. So this movie was made in 2006. And let me tell you, it was so ahead of its time. And this was my first time watching it from your recommendation. And it blew my expectations away. Like I was, I don't know what I expected because I grew up watching (laughs) anime too. Such shows as uh, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, Yu Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha. Mm-hmm. You know, I was familiar with the format. I was familiar with the medium, but it's been quite a while since I've seen like an anime movie or an anime TV show. So watching this was like a blast from the past. And also it deconstructs the anime format because like it is quite different than any other anime I've ever seen before. Watching this movie is nothing like watching Dragon Ball or the highly choreographic anime or the you know intense and sweet stories, dreamy stories by Studio Ghibli, for example. It's nothing like that. It's more of a visual experience that is about merging images than yeah. having a clear story plot and storyline. So some people end up considering just eye candy. I absolutely do not agree with that. I think it's a fantastic visual exploration of dreams and duality overall. So that's, that's what you need to expect from this is nothing. Don't expect anything. Don't go with any expectation about anime, about movies, about anything. Just just watch the visual storytelling and observe it. That's my approach to this movie. There is no other way for me. I 100% agree. Like, I love going into movies, not really knowing what to expect from the movie. I like looking at the poster, maybe getting like one or two sentence uh, synopsis, mm-hmm. and then just, you know, diving headfirst into it and like, experience it how the filmmaker wants you to experience it so yeah i agree with you that paprika is no panyo it's no (laughs) studio ghibli movie it's very experimental very surrealistic it's very deep let's put it like this Uh, movies this is also one of the themes of the movies right let's anticipate that movies are often an escape or a depiction of reality Mm -hmm. that's exactly what this is (laughs) (laughs) take this movie as an escape from reality and a weird depiction of reality i mean well said simone so before we dive deeper into paprika and the surrounding themes surrounding the movie you know what time it is simone it's time for some elevator pitches (laughs) (laughs) please stand clear of the closing door so for those that don't know um when you're selling a movie to somebody you really only have like 60 seconds to do so so today we're going to simulate that so i want you to summarize the whole plot of the movie avoiding major spoilers okay within 60 seconds simone are you ready i'll do my best so we are going to start in three two one 
Dr. Atsuko Chiba has created with her team a device called DC Mini, which allows her to enter the dreams of someone else connected to it. They want to use this invention uh, to enhance psychotherapy. However, there are different people who steal it and want to, want to use it for other purposes. And eventually, dreams start to merge with reality. So all the characters and Paprika, the alter ego that goes secretly into the dreams of people to help them with psychotherapy, uh, will try to stop this merging of reality. And we also explore the reasons of why this might be happening, um, the ethical implications of their research. And all of this is uh, a Salvador Dali painting one after the other. It's literally a nested Russian doll of explosive visual imagery in this dream of a movie. And time. That's it. No spoilers. No spoilers at all. <laughs> so, yeah, the movie, you know, is surrounded by these crazy images of, like, like I don't know where the director derived inspiration from, but I feel Do you want like me to tell you that? Here's my guess. Mm, so, take a guess. I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Psychedelics. <laughs> I don't think so. There is actually a beautiful documentary that shows both Satoshi Kon, who is the movie director, and the author of the novel. His name is Tsutsui. But regardless, they're both like talking about this. And the original novel came out in 1993, uh, published serially on a women's magazine. And... It took a very long time to write because the author waited until he had enough dreams to actually use in the novel to describe the scenes that involved dreams. So he was just accumulating as the basis for those images and depictions his own dreams, describing them, putting them in the novel. What Satoshi Kon, the director, did was, I can't possibly make a movie about this novel. A live-action movie was already canceled the year before he started working on it. So it's like, what I'll do, I'll just start from the images. I'll take the pictures of the dreams, I'll start to illustrate them, and then I'll build the story around those images. So that's where they come from. It's descriptions of the dreams of the original novel author that then Satoshi Kon took and illustrated in the storyboards and to create the story. That's where they come from. Satoshi worked closely with the original author of Paprika for his film adaptation? Yeah, what happened is in, in 2000... So Satoshi Kon was looking for another project. He does all, all of his movies are this kind of like weird visual experimentation and surreal, as we said um, mm -hmm. up until now. In 1998, he was looking for another project to work on and also looked into Paprika. But in 2003, the original novel author met him at an anime convention mm. <laughs> and was like, please, would you make the anime version of my novel? And Satoshi Kon took it as I was like, you know what? I, I, I considered this before. I wanted to ask you. And then I thought it would be too tough to adapt. But you asking me it must be a sign. So we'll work on it. And from 2003 to mid-2005, he actually only worked on the script and the storyboards and the images. It took him a year and a half to just complete the storyboard of this movie, which makes sense because he does insanely detailed storyboards and he used a peculiar technique while creating it, which is what creates the nested images and transitions partially of, of visually of this movie. Wow. That's seriously a story of stars aligning because I had no idea that Satoshi 
was even in contact with the original author and and the original author wanted him specifically to make mm-hmm. this movie like that's that's incredible so yeah let's get into the imagery of the movie the opening scene perfectly encapsulates the whole mm-hmm. aesthetic of the film mm-hmm. so the movie cold opens with like this circus this clown comes out and says it is the greatest show yeah then the movie starts we have a detective and we don't really know his motivations yet but he's like observing the show and what exactly happens in the center ring simone the center ring that you described from the beginning is a metaphor of the rest of the movie. And that's explained by Khan. He he goes, you know, there is a spotlight in the center and this clown car emerges from the darkness. And he wants to highlight how the subconscious influences our dreams. And the clown coming out of the darkness is literally a thought and an image coming from the subconscious. But the, the circus itself, after this introduction, you know, subconscious thoughts emerging it's it includes a detective (laughs) and paprika the detective is another important character he's one of the patients of paprika and he's haunted by this unsolved murder case and he feels guilt and responsibility for it he's haunted by it he can't solve it and paprika regularly visits his dreams to help me process this grief this sense of guilt there is a series of hunting down the person responsible for this crime and this detective and everything eventually merges, but that's part of the beginning. The circus becomes a very dramatic scene. It's almost a Cirque du Soleil from hell. (laughs) I love the image in the beginning with, so like the detective with Paprika next to him, he's like observing the show and there's like this cage that's like, you know, there's a cloth draped over it. You don't really know what's in it. And they pull it back and the detective is in the cage which Mm. i'm sure as you just described with him tormented by a case he couldn't solve so that's a good encapsulation of his character where he's like a prisoner within his own mind and -hmm. he can't move past this traumatic event in his past and that's why he's seeking help from the psychiatrist in the form of paprika and what i love about it is he's in the cage And he kind of like sinks into the ground, kind of like the ground becomes like a tarp and he like Mm. falls into it. And then, then he falls into the whole dream sequence. Yeah. Most of those characters have more than a layer. Konakawa, the detective definitely has this, you know, imprisoning himself and making himself guilty. Another doctor uh, working with Paprika, another researcher, Ozanai also has this like, childish exaggerated big physical appearance but Mm -hmm. then he seems to have very deep and profound emotions toward paprika so many many of these characters play around with the duality of their nature and having to accept it yeah and let's talk about paprika so it's revealed in the movie that paprika is the alter ego of Dr. Atsuko Chiba. She uses this device called the DC Mini, which mm-hmm. is kind of like this headset. And what's interesting about the device is it not only records the dreams of the patients, but also mm-hmm. when multiple users are, are using the DC Mini, they can share the dream mm-hmm. space, which then allows Dr. Chiba 
to go into her patient's dreams as the form of paprika mm-hmm. this uh sprightly spunky redheaded girl <sighs> and, she, and she's dr chiba is kind of a cold brunette yeah totally different personalities right paprika is definitely part of the personality of dr atsuko chiba and only expresses herself with this more joyful playful character inside the dreams mm-hmm. the interesting part is that when does the trouble start the technical problem causes the dreams to pour into the real world and into each other yes. so that's when the problem starts and some patients lose their sanity because they can't distinguish anymore what is real and what is a dream. And many people, there is a lot of people jumping out of buildings and windows. Actually, there is <laughs> one of the most beautiful scenes that you see in the trailer too, if you look at it. It's this salary man um, aligned on the top of a tall building, jumping like divers <laughs> into the void mm-hmm. in perfect sync like it's like synchronized swimming but jumping <laughs> with salary man from the top of a building and it's just one of the crazy images so yeah. you know that that's a problem like starting mm-hmm. to lose the sanity when dreams pour into dreams and that that's when paprika and the team start to have problems they need to find this stall in this simini that is mm-hmm. causing somebody's using it to have dreams pour into each other and into reality yeah and they immediately assume it's terrorism they're like Mm. something's not right like not only was this dc mini and then using it for psychiatry like not only was that you know revolutionary and experimental but now this device has gotten out and it's in the wrong hands and now Mm -hmm. you know as you put it the dream world and reality are blending together and Mm -hmm. you can imagine that's quite nightmarish yeah there is a very important character that incarnates both the dreams of hope, of aspirations, and nightmares. And I think that's the chairman of the company, right? The chairman mm-hmm. of the company that produces and researches this DC Mini is actually one of the most interesting dreamers in this one because it's, you know, he has a specific vision of the outcome that he wants from this device and for humanity and the world. So that will right. get, eventually get interesting. So the chairman, it's funny that he's called the chairman because like he is wheelchair bound. <laughs> I swear I didn't think of the pun, but yes. It's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know, I'm not sure that works in Japanese. I don't think they call it that because, okay. but anyways, yeah. So yeah, he's kind of like the man behind the curtain, the man that's like behind mm, yeah. everything. And, you know, as the story progresses, he becomes... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. An important character, as you put it, and also an ominous character because he is truly the puppet master in this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you don't really suspect it because as you're watching it, you're like, I don't know, like, what's actually happening? Because, like, Mm -hmm. You know, if you look past the whole surrealistic aesthetic, it's like, who stole this device and why are they using it to blend the dream world and reality together? Right. I think that ultimately the plot doesn't matter at all. <laughs> like, and, you know, because the movie, when you watch it, is as disconnected. The way it's edited, the way it's narrated, it's as mm-hmm. disconnected as a dream is. So right. visually, the the editing, many many things are taken for granted about the characters. Many things are taken for granted, like about events. There is no linear narrative arc, but these crazy images that you see one after the other. I just want to spend two seconds talking about this because it, I think, it deserves it. For example, we start to see when problems arise that there is a parade of fusion of cultures and Mm -hmm. objects and technologies so imagine this happily dancing (laughs) blob of humans and gigantic toys everyone going with their own rhythm and chanting this techno music spiritual buddhist song together marching through a yellow desert so there is this super colorful thing going through a desert and that's already crazy you see this <laughs> this long parade going through a yellow desert like in a Dali painting again right mm-hmm. where many many objects from our culture are deformed into a yellow desert f- with nothing else so they start to go through the land of the dreams the subconscious this yellow thing dancing and singing crazily until they start to pour into reality. And often in the movie, we see one image merging into the other, and we realize that it was a dream within a dream and an object within an object and a person within an object within a dream within a... It gets really confusing. So that's Mm -hmm. really interesting for understanding the point of view of this, you know, this is what is this parade doing? What does it represent? Where does it come from? Our subconscious? How was it done technically? That's what the, the, the movie is also. So yeah. when he was doing the storyboard, drawing one scene, keeping the future one in mind, mm. so he would already know how to draw the current scene, so he would merge visually with the following one. And I think that's really cool and what it makes it is like Russian doll of video editing and visual narrative and storytelling. Yeah, and let's talk about the parade a little bit more. So, yeah, those sequences in the movie, which are, you know, repeated, and it's repeated with different characters that they observe their dreams and they're all dreaming of the same thing, this parade. And with one of the doctors... Yeah, the main doctor. Let's go the, the one in charge of everything. Yeah, so they're observing his dreams. It was changing sceneries with the parade. Like, Mm -hmm. as you said, it started in the desert, then ended up in a jungle. And they had to pull him out of that dream because it would have had dire consequences if he continued in that dream state. And one of the things he said 
which was very thought provoking for me is mm. he wanted to know where the parade was going. And given the context, they're like, oh, if you were to stay in that dream, we wouldn't have been able to pull you out. What is your guess? I have my interpretation, but what is your guess? Here's my interpretation. So the parade could be seen as a celebration of one's life because like when you look at the mm. parade, it's a whole bunch of different images like you got like ducks people in suits of armor as you said earlier kind of like this mixture of like western and eastern cultures in this mm. parade and in the center of the parade is the dreamer does the dreamer look like themselves in reality in the in the dream does the dreamer look like the person that they are in reality yes and no why it could be how they view themselves Hmm, that's interesting. Okay. Because like when you look in a mirror, it's not actually you that you're seeing. It's a reflection. Mm. It's a distortion. Okay. I think that that makes sense to me. Yeah. So when you look at the doctor, for example, the oversized doctor, okay? That's how they mm -hmm. characterize it. And I'm not saying because it's like the, the fat doctor. It's oversized. Like it literally fits inside an elevator that would fit 10 people. It's on purpose, oversized yeah. beyond human, even in reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He looks like a toy robot, right? Right. Yeah. For example. And that's yeah. the depiction of how they subconsciously see themselves or some characteristics of their personalities. Yes. I think that's definitely something that happens. So in the parade, whatever joins with their avatar of what they think they are and those kind of elements, for sure. Where is it going? A lot of the movie actually asks that question. One of the dreams of the detective, Konakawa, is a movie you know he has this flirting yeah. passion with movie making when he was younger mm -hmm. so this movie ends every time his dream is interrupted for the murder every time and he always asks like yeah but what what after you know when you wake up from the what after what how does the dream go on how does it end mm -hmm. and that's also the point of the parade where does the parade go i think it ends up being a little bit of a metaphor of the marching evolution that we have collectively as humans between our simpler nature and how technology pours into our human nature and we add layers and layers of meaning eventually turning into chaos that we cannot understand think about this let we need to we need to talk about the chairman Okay, we need okay, to talk about the let's chairman. Let's talk about the chairman. We need to talk about the chairman. The chairman is really, he's the villain. Okay, the guy yeah. is the villain. And he is really worried that we will start to touch the last bastion of human nature, which are the dreams. He does not want the dreams to be contaminated by our process and technology and being able to go into a person's dreams that's the last uncontrollable like part of the human nature that we would then seize control over okay yeah so the chairman is in this regard sees himself as the guardian of this last part of the nature he's like it he doesn't want his own team paprika these researchers to seize control of the uncontrollable, the dreams. And the parade is a little bit like that. 
it's the progress advancing as a march, as a parade, chaotically, and in layers and layers. And he is slowly trying to merge dreams, have this chaos, the uncontrollable nature of it, yep. take control over reality, so that there will no be no chance to have this ordered ego-based control of reality even over the dream nature it's a lot but basically the guy is saying listen i don't want you to have this device that can even contaminate dreams so i'll turn everything into a dream i'll use it to slowly contaminate your dreams connect them it, they have this this line that it, it's pretty explanatory during the movie they say paprika says to the to the older doctor when he's like i collect what what is the problem it's like paprika what did you see what is going on and she goes well a collective dream is eating up another dream and they all merge into one huge delusion whose delusion is it mm. it's the chairman's delusion when they say that like paprika and the other character it's also nice visually with the storytelling right when they're saying that they're in a car it's raining and they say that each individual dream merges eventually in one stream of huge unconscious delusion mm. in this eternal dream. Right. As they say that, they drive through the rain and you can see the drops on the windshield gradually merging into a single stream, yes. just like the discussion that they're having. That's why it's fantastic visual storytelling, this to me. That's why this author is like a crazy visual storyteller for something that cannot be easily told because there is always 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 a gem like this mm -hmm. hidden in every other frame mm -hmm. looking back at the movie that's a hallmark of the director and the original writer working hand in hand to tell the story because there are subtle moments like that accentuate the themes and the points that the movie is trying to make with the story so yeah, and I like how he's tapping into this collective unconsciousness type thing. And it makes me wonder if the original author has some background in psychiatry because that's a very Jungian concept <laughs> with, you know, and then you have the main characters being these psychiatrists. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I know that the uh, Tsutsui, the author of the novel in 1993, after finishing Paprika, he announced that he wouldn't write anymore. So he just retired from writing. He's like, "That's this is my last work. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to write anymore. Yeah, so with the chairman, I do understand where his motivations come from because like, you want to foster dreams, not have them be contaminated. But he perverts that ideal mm. because he wants to be in charge of everything. Of course, yes. He wants to be the god of the universe so he's like correct yes i will make the dreams into reality but i'm going to be in charge of all the dreams it's like okay you're still the chairman chairman of the universe it really works like that as you said like it becomes a paradox right like in order to free you all i'll be in charge and you don't think of anything you're just our subconscious beings so he wants definitely to turn into the one like the one creator yeah of, of everything in charge do you remember his avatars? We said that avatars represent in dreams what a person is subconsciously. So one of the doctors is a robot. The other one is kind of a caricature version of an emperor. The detective is this hero. 
mm-hmm. uh, sometimes in the movie. So do mm-hmm. you remember the chairman's avatars? He's this older man that looks like Sir Patrick Stewart in the X-Men, basically. <laughs> but it's, that's, what it is. that's really what the character is. Eventually, he adopts his younger and walking image, one. Mm-hmm. And not just that, he becomes a walking giant yes. at some point made out of darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's the nightmarish part. A recurring theme is that the characters in their dreams all have aspirations. Mm-hmm of becoming something or wanting something it's two things really it's the detective so it's dealing with the past mistakes so what you want the aspiration is getting forgiveness for yourself um, be free from guilt and that or it is power as per the chairman to be in charge of the universe that he creates with his vision and projecting that or it might be love for the other doctor that loves paprika right Human dreams are all about aspirations and wants. Mm. And that kind of power, that was the original worry that then gets corrupted in the chairman. I think the point of not being able to control the dreams is that aspirations are the future. But if you start to turn aspirations, futures, into the present... Yeah then what is the point of the future? So that was the concern. It's like if we take control of aspirations and dreams, Mm -hmm. then what is the point of dreaming? What is the point of moving towards a future that will not exactly be that, but will work towards if we already control it and we we don't let it be aspirational, but we make it real at this point? It then gets corrupted, of course, but that was the original uh, concern and reason. And I think that's shared from other characters too. I think that's shared definitely from the wiser, older, short doctor Mm -hmm. works in the team with Paprika. He tells to the detective, I wish we could go back to our university looking and dreaming about the future. Right. Because clearly they don't have that in that moment anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Because when you're young, when you're a child, Mm -hmm. you're nothing but potential. You could be anything. Mm. You could do Mm -hmm. anything. You could be anything. Mm -hmm. Your story is not yet written. But mm-hmm. when you become an adult, like these characters, they're, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're in their jobs, they're in their fields. Their story is pretty much done. Like they can't, they're not full of potential anymore. They can't pivot in life anymore as easily as they could mm-hmm. when they were, say, in university or even younger. So mm-hmm. the dream world is kind of like you're taking a break from reality. You're taking a break from mm. where you are in your life at that moment because in the dream world, you have that infinite potential. You could do whatever you want in the dreams. That's when you wake up. That's when, you know, you're back on your feet again. For sure. There is always this this risk of getting lost in a dream, right? Right. And let's take a, a Western mm. look at it. So Peter Pan. So you have Pan. He is in charge of the Lost Boys. He goes to Never Never Land, which is... In a dream world, it's not rooted in reality. London, where he picks up the boys and Wendy. And Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to grow up because he wants to maintain that potential. He doesn't want to become an adult because the adults in his life, Captain Hook and the pirates, doesn't want to end up like Mm -hmm. them. Those are monsters. I don't want my life to be Mm -hmm. like that. I want to maintain my potential. So... Yeah, that's a very interesting concept that the movie Paprika brings up. Yeah. Yeah, so dreams are so interesting. 
Do you remember a lot? My dreams? Yeah, do you remember them? Um, some people remember more, some less. It depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. Most dreams for me now are like a vapor. Like they're there and then very quickly I don't remember them. Mm, fade out, mm-hmm. yeah. So have you ever recorded them? I At some point it was just like I used to wake up and write them down or record them. And sometimes it's ridiculous because they mean absolutely nothing. There is just these recordings, recordings of me. <laughs> There's this like here cut on the mountain it's just the storm comes in yeah the, the swimming pool <laughs> just like, okay. i used to do that i did that uh, for a couple of them because they're so profound hmm. or i felt that they were profound maybe it was like uh, an yes. insight into something oh, yeah. with my psyche and i was like i need to write this down yeah start to give it meaning why not <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this huh. since we're talking about dreams where do you think dreams are derived from and I guess, why do we dream when we go to sleep? I usually take sleeping as a necessary, I interpret it, I don't know, a necessary detaching from reality because mm-hmm. reality is intense, intensely consuming. So just when you put your computer to sleep, you need to recharge <laughs> a little bit to go the day after. Otherwise, it's going to be unbearable. Yeah. Instead of being like some experience, it's just going to be that. Sometimes you got to shut it down to make it work the rest otherwise you burn it and dreams usually mine at least are just a pastiche (laughs) it's merging everything randomly sometimes i can definitely see a hint of the chance to interpret them for something that i'm not conscious about but mostly i think it's just cleaning up the clogs of of my neurons and mm. stuff like that i you know um i think everybody has the experience of waking up crying mm-hmm. sometimes for how intense and realistic they are yeah. i don't know if everybody has the i didn't in a long time but i many times i woke up laughing too hard <laughs> I just, I, some, most people woke themselves up because they cry. I sometimes woke myself up because I couldn't stop laughing. I know it sounds like a maniac, but it is just really, just imagine, just imagine how scary it is to wake up next to somebody who is laughing too hard. It must be crazy. And they're like, what are you laughing about? I was like, nothing. I was asleep. Um, but I definitely woke up laughing too hard. So, Simone, and of course, crying a lot. But yeah. Are you trying to say that you're the origin <laughs> story for the Joker? No. <laughs> no, because I don't think he was sleeping. I think the problem there that is he was awake. <laughs> That's, uh, that was the problem in that one. I don't think if he was sleeping, it would have been fine. I think the problem is that he was very awake. <laughs> also, mine are much more stupid. Like I remember once I woke up laughing because a cat bumped into something and his head turned 180 degrees. So the cat couldn't see where he was going. Oh. And he just kept going towards a wall in loop, like bonk, 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 bonk. And I was pointing out to people, I was like, look at that. The cat is stupid. It can't even see where it goes. It makes no sense. It's not funny. But at the time, there was this cat going like in rhythmic look like meow, bonk, meow, bonk, <laughs> meow, bonk, like 10 times. And I just woke up laughing, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a Twin Peaks a sequence right there. <laughs> hey hey we're talking about surrealists and and david lynch is definitely in the satoshi Kon real for movies and surreal right uh, but yeah it is definitely twin peaks ish yeah so use it david use it so to close the show simone 
Here on Syndicate, we like to do one reason why. So what is the one reason you would give somebody to watch Paprika? It's really just a visual delight about accepting the dual nature of things. And uh, like all the other movies that I discuss, not all the other movies, but other movies that I discuss with you, like The Truman Show, it's always about seeing the duality of this platonic existence, dreams, and uh, the one that we live. So, Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. I guess that was a recurring theme of my favorite movies growing up, and I didn't realize it until looking at at those as a retrospective and discussing them with mm-hmm. you. So I'm glad I got the chance to do that. Sweet. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So, and then for me, it's a visual delight. Like aesthetically, it's a very beautiful movie. And quite frankly, I can't even imagine the hours upon hours these animators had to go through animating each frame. Like it's so dense. Each frame is so dense and it perfectly, as you put it earlier, perfectly encapsulates what a dream is like. It's disjointed, it's vibrant, it's beautiful, and at the end of the movie, it makes you think, and I love it. But that's it for this time on Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We've been talking about Paprika by Satoshi Khan. Please check it out where it is available. And now I'd like to take a moment to thank my guest Simone for coming on the show. Thank you, Armand, and please check out my stuff on sim.show. It's an actual website. Check out Simone on The Sim Show, which is found at sim.show. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform at Syndicate. That is C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E. Syndicate on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you have any questions about anything that we just discussed today or any film recommendations for us... 
please email us at info at syndicate.com or visit the website syndicate.com. And until next time, stop that scroll, spend more time watching. Goodbye. <laughs>